Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What is going on? It's your boy, Preston Fat Samurai Guy, hanging out in another episode of the Movie Dojo Podcast, baby. Hanging out with my brother, Brandon. That's right. Filmmaker, director, musician. He's done it all. Actor. Welcome yeah. to the show, brother. Apparently driver, too. Yeah, he's uh, a driver. Yeah. <laughs> Doing everything. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, welcome to the show, man. Appreciate you hanging out. Yeah, thank you. This has been a, feels like a long time coming now. <laughs> Hey, better late than never, brother. Better, better, better late than never, man. And I know you have a extremely busy schedule, so I'm so happy to to have you pop in here for a couple of minutes. We're going to be talking movies and the upcoming Arena Wars, baby. That's right. We're going to get to that. We're going to play the trailer and have some fun with that. But really quickly, brother, man, dissection. That's got to be one of the coolest band <laughs> names of all time, baby. Oh yeah, yeah. So how did how did you get into the music biz, my friend? industrial um, metal and just industrial yeah. metal. so this was god like 25 years ago um and th there's been whispers it's making a, a little reunion since a lot of our friends have also uh gotten back together also in our you know geriatric ages um <laughs> but i guess gen x was the last generation to really rock the fuck out of things Hell so yeah son that's right <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. So my I, I my my dad was a roadie in the seventies. My mom was a classical musician. So you know, of course, that was the formula for me to do uh, like groove metal, new metal, industrial metal, whatever you want to call it. And um, I had played in a, a, a few other bands um, before I started my own. Actually, one of them um, played shows with Masumi Max, who just passed away, the performance artist. Um, rest in peace. Um, but yeah, Dissection, I started in 1999, did a bunch of demos, eventually put a band together. And I used to, I, I, I don't know, this, this is before, you know, the internet made things seem easy to people, you know, where you actually had to like go to shows, hand out demos. And I don't mean hand out demos in front of Walmarts like people do these days, but I mean like actually go to the show, wait for the, um, the band to come out after they were done or, or whatever and try to get, get word around and develop buzz. Um, eventually um, one of the bands that I had befriended actually got back to me and that was static X. Um, I'll also yeah. rest in peace, rest in peace, Wayne static um, yes. who, who was a, a very good friend and one of my first mentors and probably the first like famous person, if you want to use that terrible Legend. word, that was nice. That was nice to me. Um, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, he, he helped us uh, develop the band and get out there. And we played a few, uh, you know, interesting shows and big shows. And, uh, and unfortunately, we, being that we were all very young, uh, the band didn't last. But, uh, um, but now with the encouragement of uh, my drummer, Brad, and uh, James from a band called Crossbreed from the same era, um, because of their encouragement and uh, kind of like, let's do it. Um, the band is coming back probably later in the year. Yeah, and I'm excited, brother. I'm excited. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm yeah, yeah, that little leak I put. So that's going to be the name of an EP that we release in a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Let's go, let's go. I'm excited, man. I heard a couple of songs, a couple of tracks, and I'm like, oh, this is this is my era. This yeah, is right yeah. This is right up Samurai Guy's alley. Let's, let's fucking go. But yeah, man, as soon as this drops, 
soon as this drops, yeah, it, we'll, we'll it's be a listening. bit evolved now. We now use eight string guitars tuned even lower. It's oh. like a, a, a combination of uh, groove uh, guitar riffs, hip hop beats, and death metal blast beats. So all, you'll just all have three to things see. I love. All three yes. things I love. Let's fucking go. Yeah. So everybody watching right now, keep an eye out for yes. Die Sections Return. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. So how did how did you get into the acting business, man? Because look at all this. I mean, you have been in a plethora of uh, so many. <laughs> oh, that one in the bottom right haunts me to this day. Mickey um, <laughs> Killers. Yeah, so it originally had a different name, of course, and that thing played on Showtime and HBO forever, and I'm in some compromising positions in it, so of course, you know, people would ask me about that. Um, but yeah, I had, I had wanted to work on in movies, really, since I saw Star Wars as a, a wee lad, like, like so many of us did, and... Um, I, I really didn't have any other, like, it, since I was a little kid, I really didn't have any other uh, goal or anything other than that. I mean, uh, music, I think, is sort of hand in hand with it. It's still part of performance and putting on a show. Right. So it's really all I ever really wanted to do in in some degree was was storytelling. Nice, nice. Copy that. Copy that. Look at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> look at that guy on the right. Look at that handsome guy. Yeah. Got the, got the gun out. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, well, look, that's... look at that gun that has the obvious silver plug in it, too. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you, got to, you got to rock what you're working with, man. Yeah, yeah. man. And uh, uh, there were some uh, superhero shorts you were involved in as well. You played The Question. Yeah. How cool yeah. is that, man? You're perfect to play The Question. Yeah, that was a friend back in the day who's sort of known for fan films and um, I was trying to stay out of them, and if memory serves, somehow he talked me in into that one. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I've been the only like live live action face of of that of of that character. Yeah, was as far as I know, I don't really keep up with the CW stuff or anything like that. So right, right, yeah. yeah, you may be the first man. How cool is that? How cool is that? Yeah, copy that. Jack and Jill, look at that. <laughs> look at that. These are these are deep cuts. That's like. 14 years ago, I think. Oh, yeah. You know, like Samurai Guy likes to start from the beginning, but we're <laughs> going we're gonna to reach up to it. But, yeah, there's so many projects you've been a part of, man. You have Entity here. That's yeah. a uh, sci-fi channel movie. It was, uh, so is that one, actually. Uh, Biohazard was the Japanese name I, uh, because Resident Evil is called Biohazard there. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that one's actually kind of more of an action movie than a nice. sci-fi yeah. Looking pretty badass there, my friend. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I was, I was trying to pretend like I didn't know how to actually handle the gun um, <laughs> because that character wouldn't. Um, so, like the first few takes, I like got it and cleaned it properly and everything. Yeah. And that one, okay, let's get it and try not to want to hold it. And yeah, uh, copy yeah. that. Copy that. This this project right here, the family man, man. There's some heavy hitters in here. Tony Todd, Kane Hodder. How was it being part of this project? And actually, I don't know if she was on, her name was on there, but uh, Catherine Parker, who uh, was in The Haunting of Hill House and a few other things, and kind of stole that series. That was one of her first. Um, uh, she was in Doctor Sleep as well. That was one of yeah. one of her first. Um, that was interesting. Production's a little weird, and I don't want to say anything will get me in too much trouble. But originally, it was written that Tony, Kane, and Michael, and myself <laughs> all fought in the end. And oh. yeah, that would have been that's, awesome. not, that's not in the movie. Oh. Um, um, I got to be really good friends with those guys, especially Kane, cool. who, 
like I kind of lost touch with, but he he's a good friend. Yeah. Um, uh, the the way it ends now, spoilers is uh, Tony. Um, actually, Kane kills Barryman um, randomly for no reason, and then Tony and and Kane face each other, and then they see a porn star in the corner and get burned. Wow. All right. happened. Because, you know, <laughs> because, you know, that's so much better for the audience that would rent the movie, right? Yeah. Copy that. You notice my phone suddenly changed when yeah, I'm talking ex- about that exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, but, you well, know, when the producer's least... in love with a porn star, that's what happens. <laughs> Copy that. Well, that's yeah. cool you got to at least to, to, to hang out and meet and work with some legends, though, at least. Yeah. How was it working with William Kaufman? This is one of my favorites, man. Yeah, he's a uh, he, and actually that whole group. I guess we're kind of a, you know, unofficial clique. You know, just we're all friends. We all help each other out. I actually worked on a movie that never got released called Shotgun Kiss, that Will was sort of the producer and guiding hand on, and became the director of. And I, it got into some issues with the script and was ultimately never finished and released. But we always, and this was before uh, Sinners and Saints too, by the way, mm. which oh wow, breakout. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, we all stayed friends over the years. And um, I actually learned how to shoot action from his um, DP, who didn't do that movie, but did all his other movies, uh, Mark Rutledge. Nice. Um, nice. So yeah, we, uh, obviously I knew Chad from there. Um, yeah. And, you know, we've all just stayed good friends and supported each other over the years. Copy that. Yeah, I had, a, had the honor of interviewing uh, William Kaufman and Matt Rutledge last year. Yeah, yeah great guys, great guys. Is this the yeah. first time you uh, ran into Louis Mandalore, the great Louis <laughs> Mandalore? Oh, man, Th- that guy. I just can't get rid of that guy. <laughs> um, I actually, I met him, I-, I was put in touch with him through actually Sinners and Saints editor. Um, and... Um, um, for a project, sorry, I'm just trying to remember the details and, and get them right. Yeah, no worries. Um, he he uh, put uh, Russell White is the editor. He put a, he he had edited Lewis's movie um, that Diana Inosanto directed. I think the Sensei, I believe, is the name. Um, and um, I was trying to find someone who who would be good for the certain role in the script that I was trying to get done at the time when when I was just acting and didn't quite know I'd totally leap into directing. Um, the script was never made. It was called The Avenged. It was basically like, what if someone was an action, tried to actually be a vigilante or a superhero or a Batman type? Oh, and wow. I, I had, a, I was originally, you know, thinking of Costas, um, his brother, uh, for this particular role. But then um, uh, Russell had suggested uh, Lewis, who, um, you know, was known more at the time for. I guess, you know, martial law, I mean, uh, we all know it, but it was kind of a cult thing, right? Yeah. Uh, him and Sam Hung and what, Russell Wong was in it too? Um, and, but at the time, Lewis is known more for the original Big Fat Greek Wedding movie. And so um, I remember we had like a random call. God, this is probably in like 2006 or so. And we just hit it off immediately. And then we eventually met uh, for real in... Um, when I lived in, in the New York city area in, in Queens, um, there's actually a picture. If you look, uh, if you look deep enough, that's he and I, uh, Lewis and I, when he had bleached hair as he does sometimes, yeah, um, yeah, at yeah. With, with Marty Cove, um, but long before like Cobra Kai kind of like put him back in the public wow. eye, um, at, uh, like the Queens international film festival or something. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I actually showed Lewis that picture when we were shooting uh, Saipan. And <laughs> he's like, 
oh my god how long have you known me um <laughs> but uh, but yeah that's i think that's, that's pretty good lewis impression thing that, yeah i think that's the first uh, like official thing we are in together nice nice copy that yeah he he's He's one of the great ones, man, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But man, you've done so many movies directing uh, wise here, and I, I I have not seen this yet. But the trailer, yeah. I was like all in, man, because I love movies that start off a certain way, a certain genre, yeah. and then it yeah. just turns into something else. I love that stuff. That's why I have yeah. the Predator poster behind me up here because I just love, I love that stuff, you know. So yeah. um, actually, Chad Law had said that um, Attack of the Unknown reminded him of Predator Two. Which is ah. very much in DNA, where it starts with like a drug bust and it turns into something else over the course of the movie, and that was pretty intentional. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's on the list. There's a majority of your movies are on my list to catch up, but I did watch a, a few of them, and I was like, I really enjoyed them, which I'll get to in a second here. Um, Song of the Shattered. Uh, what's this project about? <laughs> Um, that was picked up by a company called York Entertainment, who I think is hasn't been in business for years. And I believe they put it on like one of those, you know, Walmart 10 horror movies for, for one packs so that they put in the, the dump ins. But I don't know if it ever got a release beyond that. I don't even know who owns the rights. Oh, wow. um, it, that it, that's a movie or... about um, it's kind of a revenge story about domestic violence. Oh, OK. Copy that. Copy that. Yeah. But going through your uh, uh, IMDb here, man, congratulations on all these awards you've won here for the uh, uh, <laughs> House of Manson. Look at all these awards. I mean, that's congrats. And they got a uh, Angels of Action winner, best feature for Escape from Ensenada. Uh, you have the this one uh, is on my list as well to check out. Frost, best yeah. thriller, best horror film. Congrats, man. Well, thank you. Uh, Frost actually was our COVID movie, so it, it wasn't something of my like mental concoction. But uh, and I was kind of iffy about making it. But uh, first off, it like it was COVID and hadn't you know lost a lot of time. And the ending's something to be uh, witnessed. <laughs> oh wow! Um, well, good. I can say. I'm yeah. glad I put. Um, glad and I put actually, uh, you mentioned the Ensenado Award that was actually at Urban Action Showcase in yeah. Manhattan. Uh, and those are great guys. Actually, they just opened a uh, Avod channel like Tubi just for action movies. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, I've had uh, Demetrius. Demetrius uh, yeah, yeah, I've had Demetrius on the show a couple of times, and I was actually a part of the uh, Urban Action Showcase last year. At least interviewing the future guests that will be there yeah. in person. I would. I the goal. I don't know if I could be able to pull it off, but the goal is to be there in person uh, this year. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully that works out. I would love to actually be there in person. But yeah, man. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah, and again, going back to whoops, he popped out. There we go. He's back. back. He's back. Yeah. The legend's back. All <laughs> right. Um, speaking of projects of uh, similar to like Predator and Attack of the Unknown, we got the flood here and I saw the trailer for this and I was like, I think that was around the time where I reached out to you. I was like, I got to yeah. talk to this brother, man. This looks like yeah. right up my alley. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, that's um, that's one that actually Chad uh, Chad Law wrote with uh, Josh Ridgway, who has become his kind of like co-conspirator on, on a number of things. Uh, Chad calls it Assault on Precinct 13 meets Crawl meets Hard Rain. Um, and let me tell you, shooting in artificial rain in an artificial flooded environment is probably tougher than shooting in an actual flood it uh I bet. it was a ridiculously tough shoot because that element of uh, water is so hard to actually control 
and you know like the gigantic rain machines and everything you see on a movie um we had those except you usually see them on hundred million dollar movies not one point seven million dollar movies or whatever the budget was so anytime you know we would do these awesome shots of like these prisoners being led into the police station and in rain we would have to wait while everything reset and so it was really interesting filming experience in the way that i'm used to kind of ducking and weaving and going 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 but the the water was always in his trailer we had to knock on his door and wait for him and uh, there was a lot of hurry up and wait. And so that, that actually kind of messed with me for a while because I'm, oh, wow. I'm, I'm used to, you know, having like a really high shooting ratio. I like to keep the adrenaline going, keep everyone in it and happy. Yeah. But with that, everything would grind to a halt just because we were waiting for the water. Copy that. Copy that. Yeah, it's on the list. It's on the list. And then Lewis is also in this as well. And the great Casper Van Dien, who I actually interviewed uh, last year as well. Yeah. Uh, but this one, man, I definitely got the diehard vibes, man, uh, for, yeah. for breakout and yeah. Louie, you give, you give Lewis a, a, a knife run for your fucking life. Like yeah. you run, run, you give him a knife. It's time to run. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that. And, uh, battle for Saipan are actually my two personal favorites. Nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're both and breakout, especially simple story, but and obviously that general scenario has been done a lot, but if you put interesting actors in it and give them an interesting dynamic, hopefully you still have something. Um, yes. And while you still play the tropes of the guy on the outside, the cynical villain and, and everything, but Lewis and actually uh, Christos Andrews, who played his son in it, who's there on the left on the cover, yes. he's actually a soap star, um, had this great chemistry that I think makes you really care about what's going on. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it. And uh, the villain, I enjoyed the villain, too. You know, yeah. and I've talked about this with so many filmmakers and actors that I've and directors that I've had here on the channel. I've always brought this up to where, you know, having an a, a interesting villain mm. uh, really can save your movie. Because how many great action movies are out there and you can't remember the villain? Yeah. Well, how many Marvel? How many Marvel movies are there now that didn't have, <laughs> didn't have Thanos? Or, um, exactly. Or yeah, Quantum of Solace. Does anybody remember the villain from Quantum of Solace? No. <laughs> I, I actually do. You do. I, I actually do. It's that. Oh. It's that little guy. Um, the little guy. <laughs> and that's all I can say about it. Um, but yeah, you don't. You barely actually. I, I actually argue you don't really remember Rami Malek too well in in the final one. Maybe I'm wrong. He Maybe was, someone he was wasted a little bit. Yeah. He, he was kind um, of wasted a little bit. In that yeah, and, and again, aside from Thanos, aside from uh, like Michael B. Jordan and um, uh, name escapes me, Loki, yeah. you don't remember a lot of the the Marvel villains. Right. And no. I know that's right. been written about a lot, but you, you don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Copy that. And they're still having yeah. issues with that right now. Yeah. Actually. Well, <laughs> This this little trailer a couple of days ago hopefully saves their entire franchise. Yeah, Deadpool so, and Wolverine. Yeah, fingers yeah, crossed so, for that one. Fingers see. crossed. Yeah. Oh, I do remember uh, Tony Leung in uh, Shang Chi. Yes, um, yes. A lot of right. that was because uh, hey, the guy from Hard Boiled is in the Marvel. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah. yeah, no, that was a good one. That skip that flew over my head for some reason. But yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. Tony Leung, so it's gonna yeah. he's gonna make the cut. Because but yeah, you got to have a, a good villain, and you got to have one that you um, 
you 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 get kind of guilty about it, but you have to relate to him in a way, right? Um, and you have to start to agree with him. So Brian Krause's character Max in Breakout, um, the original, the first writer Robert actually wrote him pretty close to what's in the movie, um, and I added a few things just to make sure that the audience, you know, would kind of find themselves going along with him. And at one point, even you even see that. Uh, like Lewis kind of validates what his cause is. Lewis's character's like, Hey man, I, I get you, but yeah. you can't do this. So right. those are the most effective villains when you can easily uh, relate to them, like, like them and put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. Well said. Well said. How was it working with Tom Sizemore? Um, so people say a lot about Tom, obviously um, breakout ended up being his first uh, posthumous movie. So um, when it came out, I, I was asked, what's it like to have his first posthumous movie? I'm like, well, I didn't plan it, um, obviously, because you don't can't predict the future. Um, like I said, people say it would say a lot about Tom. Uh, we had Tom during a good time um, and he he was great to work with. You could really see how he had the career that he had. Um, for instance, he, he wasn't given one of his scenes by accident. I don't know who, who cares. Um, and we handed him like three pages of dialogue and he looks at it for maybe five seconds and he has it like it, it was his wow. prowess in in absorbing things and making it better. was like uncanny. So, uh, you, he had one of those one in a million careers. Unfortunately, things happened. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. Right. Um, but yeah, we, we had a great time with him. Um, he, he knew Lewis and Costas from way back in the day when they were all, you know, fresh in LA from Australia. So I heard a lot of stories I probably shouldn't have, but <laughs> <laughs> Lewis doesn't deny them. Um, but no, he, he was great to have. And I'm fortunate that, you know, we, we, I got to have that time with him. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's cool that he was a part of your film and he is, you know, he's been in some classic movies, man. He's a, he's a talented actor, Yeah. but I'm still, again, I, I got a lot of homework to do. I got a lot of movies to watch. I do have this baby. What? Ooh, oh, look yeah. at that. Woo. Three days in Malaya. You know, I had to go ahead and buy this on Blu-ray. And uh, uh, Lewis did a great job directing this. I really enjoyed. Uh, well, I enjoyed you you in it. You were great in the film, but I I, I was surprised by Donald Cerrone's performance. Yeah, he's, he's um yeah. yeah he's he's good in it. He uh he brings a lot of so writing this character. I I knew that it was always going to be him, so I, I tailored it to him kind of in the beginning. Um it was always like sculptured, like kind of around his persona. Yeah. Um, but there's some things in there, like some sensitive parts that I put in that he really does well with. Yeah. So, I, was, I was really impressed. I highly recommend everybody watching. Make sure you guys go out and buy three days in Malay. My man here wrote, wrote the script uh, for this project as well as black mass. Yeah. That's a cool, badass cover right there. Uh, when is this yes. coming out? That comes out February 27th. So, Looking at watch or what's that like two weeks? Yeah, it's two yeah. weeks from today. Yeah. Nice. So this this is a um it's a true crime serial killer movie, kind of um from the same sort of viewpoint as like Gus Van Sant's movies. He did these three sort of avant-garde movies. Uh one was called Elephant, which was about the Columbine Massacre. It's it's kind of in that vein. So okay. it's different. It's not like a killer stalking anyone. A slasher so, movie kind of thing. Right. So you right. see these really um 
you, you see the, the intent was to kind of take the focus off of the, this killer who I'll let people figure out who it is. If you know anything about the case, you probably already know from the title of the movie. Um, and it's, it's not Whitey Bulger. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's someone else that was referred to as the black mess. Right. Um, but uh, it, it, the, the idea was to take uh, the like celebrity away from the killer and, and make you see just the kind of the mundane day-to-day lives of the victims and what was right around the corner that you could never predict. There could be someone coming to stab me and I don't know. Right, um, right. So, yeah. so yeah, it, it's, it's a different take, but okay. I think, people, I think people will dig because even though it, it has kind of this unusual uh, uh, point of view, it, it, it doesn't dawdle it and it doesn't mess around. It, it's, right comes in does his job and it's done copy that copy that all right i'm looking forward to watching that february 27th everyone make sure you check out black mass and make sure you buy your copy three days <laughs> in malay i have a question i'm going to segue back to three days in yeah. malay but uh again like i was saying earlier i got a lot of homework to do i'm, I'm, I'm catching up watching your movies <laughs> but as of right now son as of right now this is my favorite movie of yours my friend oh thank this you this movie you know, I'm going to be honest. I'm always honest. <laughs> but I'm going to be honest. <laughs> this this made me mad. This made me mad. Because <laughs> I saw the trailer, and I yeah. was like, ooh, Casper Van Dien, uh, Louis Mandalore war film. Hell yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I saw the trailer, but I had absolutely no idea of the action style and fight choreography that was in it. And yeah. when I saw well, you're, you're going you're gonna to get me going here because I think I told you before, I have a lot of opinions about just that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we um, can talk about it. It's up to you. It was originally called The Raid on Saipan. So that's okay. kind of how I, I pitched the movie. The producers had already, they, they had a deal with Savon Films to make like X, Y, and Z. So, you know, they, they, it's the same producers as The Flood. So they had sold like this, you know, action gator creature movie. Right. Um, this they just needed uh, a war movie, so I, I pitched them uh, an idea that was essentially the raid, but in Saipan. Right. Um, but it was this sort of close quarters, just brutal thing, and um, and and it's also very, it, it is very loosely based on a couple of actual incidents. Anyone who's a World War historian, to historian, can probably has heard about a, a certain, I, I won't say his name because we, we couldn't do a direct adaptation, but a, a dentist who actually really uh, did sort of, um, you know, <laughs> sit down there with the Gatling gun and, and knives and, and take out a bunch of uh, wow. enemy soul. Um, that's, that is a true story. Um, of course we couldn't do a straight adaptation. So I did an action movie that was set in um against the war yeah and um i knew that you know lewis was going to be in it i knew that casper is actually uh his sensei is one of his closest friends mark Dacascos. um yeah i um i knew that obviously they had skills we had fahey there kind of as the like you know heart and soul of the movie yeah um so to me i made just a balls to the wall martial arts movie set against world war ii Kind of yeah. like Wolf Warrior or something, you know. It's a, it's an, an action movie against another conflict. Um, <laughs> uh, then you see the trailer, and it's this like, you know, patriotic oorah bullshit. And I'm not right. saying that's bad, but yeah. the trailer has nothing to do with the movie. And I, uh, no offense to Savan, but I believe it was 
completely inherently mismarketed um, to grumpy war guys who were just going to give it a bad reputation, you know, on the internet when right. it completely missed its audience. Like completely. I, I couldn't believe it. It wasn't until you posted your clip on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. And then I came across and I was like, whoa, whoa, this yeah. movie has this kind of action and fight choreography in it. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe it. And it's, it's very martial arts uh, action inspired, like, you know, kind of like the raid. Uh, yeah. But it's not like it's not like Louis Mandalore is doing drunken boxing or anything like that. No, it's, and Casper's doing dirty, brutal stuff. Snake and crane. You know, it's not. It's not that kind of martial yeah. arts, but straight up brutality. But let me tell you something, everybody watching yeah. right now. This was phenomenal. Uh, not just the action, uh, but I enjoy the story. The few against many that always works yeah. for me. And the performances from Lewis and Casper were phenomenal, man. And I, you know, yeah. is there a Blu-ray of this or just DVD? Um, I have a Blu-ray that I think came from Germany. Okay, um, I'll the regions. So if you're able to like import things and have region free, you can you can get a Blu-ray. Okay, um, cool. I think in, in the U.S. it's just a very like short run DVD and then VOD. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that's going to go to the collection. I got to get that on Blu-ray. But here's a little snippet for you guys watching. A little taste, just a couple of mm -hmm. seconds, just a little snippet of some of the action that is in Battle for Saipan. Let's check it out. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Lewis See, with that's the knife, what the, man. That's what the movie's about is, yeah. is is these people joining together to fuck shit up, yeah. um, and it, it's not meant to be Saving Private Ryan, which I think is is what you know the trailer makes you think of a really low budget Saving Private Ryan, and that's not right. what it's supposed to be at all. So right. again, I feel I feel like a big opportunity was missed here with a specific audience. So hopefully one day, whether it's through Lewis and I getting the word out or people yeah. that are interested in one of us or Casper or, or, or Jeff, hopefully it's hopefully it continues to be discovered and its correct audience finds it. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, you got guys like me helping to spread the word. So you, you guys right now, I'm telling you, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. You can watch it on Tubi. Buy the DVD, buy the Blu-ray, show support. Uh, you know, you know, you know, I know my shit. You know, I know my martial arts and action movies, and I highly recommend Battle for Saipan, man. Yeah. And what's interesting is did you use a lot of handheld uh yeah. camera work? What's really interesting about that is one of my biggest pet peeves with a lot of action and martial arts movies is they use too much shaky cam or they use too much quick cut editing, and you don't see the fighting. What's interesting is, is you're using the handheld, but you can mm. still see all of the movement, all of the combat, which I really yeah. appreciated, man. Please keep yeah. doing that. <laughs> the, the, the DP, uh, Nico De La Ferry, Fair Ferry, he, I forget how he pronounces it. Sorry, Nico. He's actually in Brazil uh, shooting a movie with Scott Adkins and our friend Marco. Um, yeah. that just started yesterday called Diablo. Um, but yeah, uh, Battle for Saipan or Raid on Saipan was Nico's first feature film. 
And he he learned how to shoot action from a friend that did all the previews for like Marvel movies and stuff like that. So nice. he, he really has an innate sense of action. And he's he's someone who um, when we started talking, you know, I, you, you expect to have to say, OK, let's do this, this and this. These are my rules. This is how I want to shoot. I, I really just said a few words and he understood what I was going for, like exactly that. It's just this sort of like you know, Eastern, this Asian action style mixed with some anime, yeah. mixed with some Michael Bay and Ridley Scott mm -hmm. um, all in one. And yeah. he like, oh my God, that immediately. So he also shot The Flood and he shot Three Days. Um, he shot another movie that I wrote that Lewis and directed called Operation Blood Hunt with uh, Jonathan Rhys Myers. And he also shot this this other movie that, that, that may have, uh, you know, helped him get the job he's on now. I, I wonder what <laughs> I wonder who who who's involved in that. Um, <laughs> probably a large Latino villain from John Wick Four. Um, you, you mean you mean you mean this guy right here? What? Yeah, yeah look at those guys. Look at those guys. What? They look, look so innocent. Yeah, I, now I know when you posted this, I'm like, holy shit! You're doing a project yeah. with Marcus Aurora. Uh He's another legend I've interviewed several times. Uh, I, he, he's I, also not that much taller than me, by the way. That that's just because he took the photo. <laughs> <laughs> ah he rigged it okay all right yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but, he's uh, he is he is a big guy and it's actually um almost inhuman how he he moves like someone much he moves more like van damme or someone who's you know van damme was a five eight five nine he moves like a smaller person but he's dolph lundgren size exactly and yeah. i i tried to work out with him a few times and i was or or Okay, so anyway, yeah, we, we shot a movie already. We can't say a lot about it yet because, um, you know, uh, anticipation and secrets. Mm -hmm. but, this, but it's out there. It's on IMDb, so it's not like it's a complete secret. But yes, um, uh, Lewis is in it. Nico shot it. Um, Brahim Shab, who was um, Igor in uh, Undisputed 4, uh, who, who oh, was Scott Atkins' right. longtime double, who also just choreographed Dev Patel and Jordan Peele's Monkey Man is one of the villains in it. There's, there's, man, I, I'm about to give stuff away. There's <laughs> a fantastic couple of fights with the two of them um, in this movie. So, uh, you know, the villain from Undisputed 3 and the villain from Undisputed 4. Let's go. Yes. Let's fucking go, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited. And uh, we got to get you back on the channel in the future when that comes out for sure. Yes. Yeah, Hopefully man. you can get uh, the two of us and and that elusive Mandalore fellow all on it together. <laughs> He's Probably so no busy. Get a chance to get a word in because we'd all, we'd all be too geeky and geeking out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Marco and I, I guess we met probably a year ago, um, a year ago this week. And we became great friends, great collaborators, very much like Lewis and I. Yeah. So uh, there should be more to come, too. Oh yeah, Fist of the Condor was great, and I'm I am stoked for this. With your direction and his skills, it's gonna be it's gonna be phenomenal for sure. But really quickly, Battle for Saipan, the Fikerography, I saw a little of that here. Was yeah, action. Um, there's a different choreographer on that one, but um, a little. I think they all came from, a little. Yeah, they they all came from uh, the same um, trainer on uh, a sang sang stunt in. Um, in, in Thailand and they had come from, you know, Tony Jaws mentor and everyone, they all kind of came from the same source. Um, yeah. Actually in, in, Affin in Affinity in the movie with Marco and I, we worked with Tony's uh, uh, fight designer and, oh, nice. and most of his stuntmen. So, oh. 
Yes. So um, everyone is sort of Tony Jaw adjacent in, <laughs> in, in, in Bangkok, where all these have been shot. Um, but yeah, Battle for Saipan, uh, what came from Seng Stunt, who had supervised it, and a, a younger choreographer named, um, everyone in, in Thailand, if you're familiar, has short versions of their names. Uh, he calls himself Poi, uh, P-U-A-Y. Um, right. okay. So like, if you look him up on Instagram, it's like Poi Stunt or, or something right. like that. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great seeing these guys work because they have such, um, uh, they're so excited to, to work and will like beat the hell out of each other with a hammer or whatever and then hug. Um, nice. And every, every movie I've done there has been the same deal with with the most recent one with, with Marco being the one where we, we worked all the closest together. Um, so like we had the fight designer from the creator and um, all of Tony's right hand guys and it was like a dream nice. team. Yeah. Copy that. Copy that. Oh, we got certified badass channel members Heather and Tyler watching, showing up. Good to see you guys. Right. Oh, martial arts legend Chucky Curry is watching. Good to see you, brother. Good to see him. Yeah. Thanks again for if watching. You see me squinting, it's because I'm getting old. And uh, okay. Hey, I guess why I'm wearing them right now, man. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. But yeah, we're stoked. We're really stoked for this. And uh, I'll keep you guys in the loop. All right. Now, Arena Wars, baby. Man, <laughs> I'm I was sold already with the concept of the running man, which is one of my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, meets mm -hmm. Super Smash TV, which is one of my favorite video <laughs> games growing up. I never beat it, I always sucked at it, but I loved playing it. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I think I'm in, I, I'm I may have actually beat it at the end. You fight like a robot version of the host. Um, I, I think, think I beat so. it on like the Super Nintendo, the that or the I actually had the, the NES version where you had to use both controllers. The Super Nintendo version and the Sega version. Yeah. Um, the Genesis. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I heard a strange sound. It was probably that serial killer I predicted was going to kill me. Anyway, yeah. the producers, the same producers as Attack of the the Unknown, yeah. uh, known as the Mahal Brothers. Um, uh, super like excited guys, love movies, and they came to me um, because they'd seen these the costume work this uh, person does and they came up with a general storyline from it. And yeah. so I took it and just ran with it. And it's basically like the running man. If Paul Verhoeven directed it. Oh, um, so like, give me more, give me more excited now. Yeah. So, All right. It, it's, well, it's let's... a bit of a satire. Hopefully satire okay. still understood in this day and age. Yeah. I, I maybe I'm hopefully, um, yeah. but we'll get it. Okay, and, cool. and it should be, it, it's it's a lot of fun, and I I would tell you if it's not, even though it comes out soon. <laughs> no, is, is it still coming out in June, or we're gonna looking at a different date? I've heard, I've heard June. I've okay. heard June. Okay, yeah. copy that, copy that. All right, well, let's take a look at the trailer because we love uh, some independent cinema. We support it here on the channel. We support genre films. Now let's check out Arena Wars. Let's do it. And welcome to the next exciting episode of Arena Wars. Fresh batch of institutionalized gladiators fighting for their freedom. Ready, here we go. You guys heard Perez? You smell that? Get back! Those on the line. The parole board has offered you a ticket out. Win Arena Wars, win your freedom. Seven arenas with seven of the most vicious killers the world has seen in the last decade. You make it out alive, you get to go home. Luke Bender, you're an innocent man. Innocent man can mean big ratings. I'll be watching. I think it's time to audition Mr. Bender. No! 
What was your last physical? Cell block shower this morning. Oh, yeah. You ready for this? Ah! Impressive showing out there tonight. You're the new fan favorite. Are you with me? Beauty by Mac for the kill. Wanna live through this? We have to work together. I'm watching you. Smile for the camera, thug light. Wow! It's time. We have to finish this. Come on! Doesn't sound much like rehabilitation, does it? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that trailer. Hey, ho. What? That trailer scratched the action itch, baby. Oh, yeah. I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. Yeah. I forgot how many chainsaws were in the movie. I haven't looked at it in, in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, let's take, let's uh, do a little trailer breakdown. I mean, obviously, we cannot talk spoilers, but it'd be cool to hear a little BTS from you, brother. Yeah. 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 So, um, how many days did it take to? That's a great shot. How many days did it take to film uh, the film? The movie? Stock, footage, stock footage, by the way. Uh, it looks seven, great. It looks great, though. Seventeen, I think. Oh wow! Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, this is right up my alley. I, I enjoy this actor. He's in Attack of the Unknown, I believe. With you, yeah, right? yeah. Robert Lasardo. He he goes all the way back to like old Abel Ferreira movies, like King of New York. Um, he, uh, I think he's killed in what Hard to Kill and a couple other of the early like Good Seagal movies. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he's great. He's been around. Oh yeah, yeah, he's great for sure. Yeah, this is great. This is good stuff, man. Where are these kind of movies now? I guess this is the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I miss I miss these kind of movies, man. I really do. Yeah, I don't know everything. I mean, th this is basically the kind of thing that like New World and Canon and other companies were doing, you know, in the eighties yeah. and nineties. Except, you know, they had they had slightly bigger budgets because, like, you know, five million back then is five hundred thousand now. Uh, funny how inflation works backwards with movie budgets. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah these, right. are, these are usually in the in theaters now folder on something like Voodoo or Apple TV. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Hold on one second. I recognize. I think I recognize this actor here. Give me a second. Um, he's on a number of like. I think he's on uh, Wesley Cannon's his name. I believe he's on a few like travel channel type things. He's kind of known as a collector of uh, movie props and memorabilia. Oh, okay, nice. Copy that. Yeah, he looks he looks familiar. Copy that. We'll keep it rocking and rolling there. But he looks badass. <laughs> yeah, let's take a look at the gladiators. So yeah, who, so, desi who designed their look there? So it, so that group is a bunch of dorks. Um plus <laughs> plus <Lissardo>. Um <laughs> Oh it uh, is. Yeah, the idea was really just to have them as basic as possible. I actually wanted red suits. But then you wouldn't see the blood, and there's a lot of blood, so we need to see it. Right. Copy that. Copy that. Yeah, we got to see that blood, man. Yeah. Look at heads, head snapping, axe wielding. Let's go. <laughs> oh, that's a great shot right there. Yeah. They're invisible jail cell bars. They're, uh, <laughs> they're a force field, which he tries to punch at one point in the movie, and it shocks back at him. 
Um, I'm also getting a um, fortress. Is that pretty woman? Okay, that looks like pretty woman. (laughs) Fortress uh, with Christopher Lambert. I'm getting a little. Yeah, 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 yeah. How was it? That was like 91, 92. Yeah, man. I'll be taking this back to the good old days. Um, How was it working with Eric Roberts and uh, Madsen? um, Madsen um, had a lot of fun with it. He's basically playing a demented sports announcer, but he has a little bit of heart later towards the end of the movie. Um, But yeah, he, he and uh, the guy playing the other anchor, Robert Donovan had, had met a few times before. I think they had mutual friends and had like known each other from a barbecue or something. So they they had fun doing the, doing those two characters. Nice. Yeah. Copy that. And then and Eric, who somehow has always known me, I think even the first time I met him at a film festival years ago, he's like, hey, Brandon, like, I don't know you, but OK, <laughs> um, you know, it's it's a movie about a martial arts tournament. So you have to have someone known for a martial arts tournament movie. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Copy that. I was just looking up some other stuff here. Ah, I knew I knew him. Uh, the actor earlier that I'm talking yeah, about right. here, um, who's he's there Wesley, on the left, Wesley yeah. Cannon. Yes. Yeah, he we we were actually in a movie together. But I mean, we weren't in a we weren't in a scene together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we're in the same movie, uh, Las Vegas Frankenstein, directed by Tom Devlin. Yeah. He oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I know he looks familiar. So that's cool seeing him. Yeah. I had, I had like a little cameo on that. But yeah, Spike Bat. Spike Bat. Let's yeah. go. That that stuntman is named uh, Davi or Davy Cartea. And he's he he actually has skills kind of like some of the Asian stuntmen that I work with. Nice. Um, so yeah, I hopefully I can have him uh, like next time I shoot in the US, which I don't seem to a lot these days, but maybe soon. Look at that. Chainsaw. Yep. Chainsaw yep. stabbing. Look at it. Got the Got the female inmate throwing down. Yeah. That's right. And she's a uh, uh, Australian UFC fighter named Kylie Fulmer, who's badass. And oh, plus, nice. I have to if I if I don't have Lewis in a movie, I have to have some other Australian. Um, so you know, it's it's part of my rider that was an Australian every time. In the flood, I had Nikki Whalen in Lewis. So right. you know, we doubled up on the Aussies. But uh, it's, tradi- it's but yeah, tradition now. Yeah, she's the token Aussie. Yeah, look at this. We got a little team up here with the Superman punch. Yep. Love it. Love yep. it. Yeah. That's our, our John Blue Superman punch. Yeah. He's calling him out. He's calling yeah. him out. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. We actually played quite a bit with um um his uh the lead character's rapport with the audience. So hopefully since he's he's kind of like Neo in in the Matrix, where he's very much someone that the audience can put themselves in the shoes of. So hopefully okay. when people watch this, they'll, you know, follow along his journey and, and, and have a good time yeah, doing it. For sure. Does she have a katana sword or machete right here? Um, I, I asked for swords, but ended up with machetes. So okay. yeah, the machete. Uh, but yeah, I, I did ask for katana blades and they, those got lost. I don't know. <laughs> ah, machete works. Slice and dice. Can't wait to see her in action as well. This looks like a lot of fun, man. And uh, going back to, going back to, that's right. I'm taking this back again. Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yep. <laughs> Eating fish off of naked chicks. There you go. Yep. Brandon Lee and Dolph London line there. That's ex- that's exactly his, what is it? At the end, he's like, I want to go back and eat fish off those naked chicks. <laughs> yeah. Which, 
Brandon Lee, I guess, was playing like an Uber bro or something. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, his character, what? No, he wasn't Kenner. Uh, Kenner was um, Dolph, who I assume was called Kenner because he looks like Ken from Ken from Barbie. Yeah, yeah. What was yeah. Brandon Lee's character's name in Showdown Model Tokyo? What's going on right here? Or is this a story? Um, so if you try to escape, you're dead. Um, I'll just say that. Yeah, battle royale style. I got you. Nice, nice. I've actually never seen battle royale. Ooh. Oh, you'll love it, man. It's right up your alley. I think you'll love it. Don't do not watch the sequel. It's terrible. I love the. Uh, <laughs> I it's really the bad. Sequel really love the camera work right there, man. It's great. Uh, spinning. I've I've started to put those in movies. There's a, there's a great yeah. one in actually when Lewis, um, uh, I think uh, knuckles someone's throat. Yeah. Yeah, this looks like an absolute blast. This looks like a lot of fun, man. Right up my alley for sure. I'll be I'll it's be kind of intentionally gaudy. Like you notice it's a lot brighter and yeah, have more highly saturated than a lot of the other things I've been doing. But that's the tone of it. So Yeah, yeah. For sure, man. That's right. Even Chucky's like looking great. He's liking what he's <laughs> seeing there, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yo, Arena Wars coming out hopefully in June. I'll keep you guys posted. Phenomenal, phenomenal, my friend. And I uh, don't want to keep you too much because I know you're crazy busy. I could talk to you about movies all day, brother. Yeah, like yeah. Like, like I said, we need to do another one in, in better, like less busy circumstances and yeah. get Marco, get Lewis. Let's do it. Maybe, maybe bring that other guy that Marco's shooting a movie with. Yeah. Uh, hmm. get, get Chad Law on it. Fuck it. We'll just go nuts. Fuck it. Let's get nuts, baby. Yeah. Oh, God. That would be ridiculous. That, yeah. I just, had like a, I just had a vision of the future of that show, and it was total chaos. <laughs> hey, man. But it was an honor to have you here. Can't wait to have you back. Uh, don't go anywhere. But all you badasses, I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the old Samurai Guy. You can listen to this on Spotify as well. And, uh, hey, check the link in the description box below. You can follow my man here on his filmmaking journey. Lots lots of awesomeness on the way. I cannot wait for the project with Marco coming out. Uh, it's going to blow everyone away. I guarantee it because this man is extremely talented. Buy Battle for Saipan. Get it on Blu-ray. Get three days in Malay. Keep supporting martial arts and action cinema and horror, baby, because that's what this channel is all about as well. <laughs> all right, Brandon, don't go anywhere, but I'll see you guys on all the right. next one. Take care, guys.